say happy spooktober, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy spooky October. Ooh. I'm Larissa, and that's Becca. And we look like 90s hotties today. Can you guess why? No, I can't guess why. Why would we ever look like 90s hotties, Larissa? Um, usually, we're 2022 hotties. But today, we're 90s hotties. Because we're traveling back in time to a spooky, mysterious Halloween town. Um, that I think exists on the Hellmouth, is what they call it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. called Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale, where all your favorite yeah. friends live, including um, Xander and Willow and Tara and Buffy the Dawn? Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah, Buffy the Vampire <laughs> I went through the names I could remember first. Um, no, that's fair. I, yeah, what about Giles? I forgot about... Uh, I love Giles. No, I always had a crush on Giles when I was a kid. I don't know if that's weird. Uh, I definitely was a spite girly, but I watched it a little bit older. Like, I didn't watch it, I feel like, when it came out. I didn't want, like, Buffy to sleep with Giles or anything. I just thought Giles was cute. Like, I thought he was... (laughs) He is a cutie. (laughs) I always shipped him and Buffy's mom after the one episode where they banged. Yeah, okay, I always thought him and Buffy's mom yeah. would hook up. Like, they just randomly did that, and I was like, wait, I want this out. <laughs> I don't even know if I remember them hooking up, but I do remember thinking they should because they were the two adults on the show. Oh, true. No, I never Anyways, as my introduction note says, let's talk about vampires, baby. <laughs> That's literally a note I made. What? I kind of forgot like that vampires we're a part of the show. I feel like there's so much that goes on in this show that's not like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like not about it vampires. being like a hot take. I feel like it being like a vampire show comes second place to it being a lot of other kinds of shows, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well I think I don't know if this is true, but I thought I heard or like read somewhere in an interview about the show back when I was like more into it or maybe I was just obsessed with one of the actors I don't know but there was a reason I was watching like doing deep dives into Buffy that wasn't just this um, and it was like that like the vampires in the show were supposed to represent like I think it was like childhood or like adolescence or something like that and Buffy was supposed to like kill them all and that was like the end and she had oh. grown up or something like that I can't remember exactly sense. but I thought it was funny because then it just like never really happened <laughs> it's like I don't know yeah, like, I like, shit, what do we do? That way. But I feel like that happens for a lot of, like, horror kind of premise things. Like, anything with, like, a monster, I feel like it's very traditionally, like, a yeah. metaphor for something. So, yeah, I, I think, think the vampires that makes sense. are soulless teens. They're a, a metaphor lot of time, I think for soulless has, teens. Yeah. Well, it, I think it has to do with, like, um, a lot of times to do with, like, sexuality and, like, growing into, like, your sexuality and having, like, shameful desires I don't know I feel like it's usually like that like a coming of age kind of thing yeah well I like um, Buffy I was pretty impressed because I realized Buffy was like before the vampire craze hit yeah like I'm not like and I I can't it was Buffy like I guess like it was it's never accredited as like the reason for the vampire craze but I feel like it really kicked things Um. off because before Buffy there wasn't as much and then afterwards came you know twilight vampire diaries 
yeah other shows I think, um, like, vampires and, like, other monsters have always kind of been used as, like, a, especially vampires. Like, I think, like, the original Dracula and stuff, it is very, like, sexual and has to do with kind of, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show vibes. Like, where they get, like, kidnapped and, like, Mm -hmm. eaten. But, like, is it, like, they're kind of tempted to do so and it's very tied to that. But I think Buffy probably brought that into like I think they they were maybe the first to like marry that with the teen drama which I then just I think took off like the the teenage angst mixed with the well yeah because like obviously I think vampires and like the supernatural in general were always Mm -hmm. like kind of hot and fun but I know like (laughs) it was there was like a like there was such a big craze for it like everyone was obsessed like yeah. Everyone just wanted to be or bang a vampire. Like both. <laughs> Ideally both. Or have their half-eaten baby. That, I enjoyed that it wasn't all about just, like, her wanting to sleep with an old guy. It was, like, yeah, her being a um, slayer. Also very, like, uh, pro-female, which I never really thought about. Yeah. That, like, she's a badass woman slayer, not... Men she's are a, all pussies in the show, basically. She's a really... <laughs> Buffy's a really progressive show. Like, a lot... Like, even, like, they had so many... Not so many, but, like, they had pretty good the queer representation, too, back when... They... No, they did, like... Considering this is a 90s show, I was honestly really yeah. impressed when I was rewatching it. I was like, oh, like, it's very, like, pro-women empowerment. Very, like, Willow is, like like a badass gay like witch character who I think is like a really good well I don't like Willow personally but like she is a good um character to like look up to I think when you're young and don't see a lot of characters like that in the 90s early 2000s kind of time yeah I I don't like I Willow's never been like my favorite character but I think like she has a lot of depth and I think the her arc of coming out I think is very well done it's not really i think it's better than most like coming out arcs that we see today and like the very pandering kind of like token representation styles they presented it and buffy it did feel very like organic and kind of like necessary to the character and it wasn't like slay queen pussy pop you know what i mean like it wasn't like (laughs) yeah yeah Um, no i think buffy is very like yeah it's very um, intimate i also got more wine uh, uh, I wish I had red wine because then it would be like I'm drinking blood. That's what I was thinking. I had it on hand. Yeah. Oh, lucky. I have Coke, which is like brown ish yeah, red. Like a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Um, um, but no, I think you're right in the sense that I think Buffy did what a lot of shows today like miss the mark on, which is like they, I think push a lot of positive messages that don't necessarily that like don't necessarily feel in your face and like forced or like not yeah right like they it felt like oh this is what it's supposed to be and I can't really speak to Willow's coming out because I'm pretty sure that was a season fully that I missed <laughs> um, <laughs> that's fair like I don't know if I saw season I didn't see any of the time that she had with her middle boyfriend who wasn't Angel or Spike wait Buffy's middle boyfriend yeah, didn't you have one of like, really I heard about it though. Yeah, like I, I figured there's probably some stands out there that love him. And 
they're not gonna be happy like, like he this. was a, like he was like a key ex-boyfriend but he wasn't a vampire so you kind of forget about him irrelevant no <laughs> i just um, i think i like had skipped a bunch and then found out later like oh he, she had another boyfriend and i like heard about him through like random stuff like watching that was so. i think one of their like i think okay the thing that that boyfriend is i think we can talk about this later as well but he's he was really good at the time because i think he was around when spike started to kind of have a thing for buffy and i think wesley worked really good as like a foil to that and like you would kind of like you knew that like the spike thing like the other shoe was going to drop for spike having a crush on her however way that unfolded and you're kind of just waiting for that to happen so you're kind of just watching the relationship like waiting for it to like either break up or for like spike to make a move so there's a lot of i think tension with that boyfriend um, can i ask you a question did you say wesley i think his name's wesley isn't it wait no wesley can't have dated buffy because wesley's an angel and I love Wesley. If I had known it was him, I would have really Wait, Wesley. Wesley is... I thought... He works with the government. Her, or maybe it's Wes. I thought it, her middle boyfriend was Riley. Oh, is it Riley? We were confusing Wesley with Riley. I was so... Because Wesley Wes. is like... He works for the same people I thought Giles worked for. And then he was disgracefully let go. Oh, or something like that. I'm totally talking about I can't remember exactly that. his plotline either. I think he made out with Cordelia once. Well, he's even more relevant. No, there's like the one big one. Oh, you're right. It's totally Riley. It's totally Riley. Riley Finn. He is a cutie. Like. Yeah, I mean, I've seen him. He's good looking. Ooh. Looks a lot like Angel. She She has has a type. type. (laughs) Um, It's not a bad type. Yeah. Um, sorry, Riley. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Okay. I just needed to know because I needed to know how upset I would be at your phrases. Towards Wesley. Sorry. I also had a huge I don't, crush on. I don't even remember who Wesley is. I thought this guy was Wesley. I thought that it had a million season it o- seasons. It only actually has seven. But yeah. when I went back, because I initially was like, oh yeah, I think I watched like six seasons and then I gave up. And I was like, no, you watched three and then you stopped for a while and then you went to season five. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there were some really slow middle seasons, I think. Yeah, like, um, when I got back into the show, Dawn existed, Willow was a gay witch manipulating her girlfriend, and um, Buffy and Spike were kind of a thing, but not really, and she had died. So that's, like, I went from them being in high school and Cordelia still being in the show to, like, the musical episode, and I was like, oh, okay. It kind of does, like, the Vampire Diaries thing, where, like, there's a big or bad every season. It's actually yeah. very, very comparable to the Vampire Diaries. I was like thinking of. It's I like, was thinking when I like watched the finale that like it reminded me a lot of the way like the Vampire Diaries structured their like final season too. I just mean like in the sense of like there was like this giant. I think in the Vampire Diaries final season they had to like close the gate to hell or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's like a similar you. thing. Yeah. Yeah, and but like also like it's all centered around this one town, and they like. I think in Buffy, it seems like they do a better job at explaining why it's centered around their I one think, town in the yeah. Vampire Diaries. I mean, the writing in Buffy, I think, is just all around like pretty stellar. Yeah. Vampire Diaries suffer. What I think? At times. 
why do you say that? I think Buffy, I would say, is more of like a, like it is a teen drama at the end of the day, but it's also more of like a action, like thriller sort of show as well. Like it has things that I think more than just like yeah. teenage girls are into. They, they do um, a lot more with it. They really like explore the characters a lot and like delve yeah. into like interesting stories. And they do that thing that I like when they do in TV shows is sometimes they do episodes where they just focus on, like, one minor character or, like, a totally different story. And it's, like... I love when shows do that, when it's just, like, randomly... This is an episode about, like, cheerleader number three who is not in this show at all, but she's going to be the main character there. Yeah, that's a trope I really like. Yeah, and, like, when it um, plays the theme really well or, like, it foreshadows something, I really like that. Mm. But it's also a little bit different too. I think, um, especially the early Buffy seasons, like okay, yeah. I think later Buffy is gonna be a little bit more comparable to Vampire Diaries because they have a lot more like overarching plots. But like season one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is like very nineties, very this is the monster of the week that we're dealing with, mm. and you can kind of wash it out of order. Yeah, and then they I kind think... of change and go into that. Yeah, I, I mean, and I think all shows like have to do that. Like they. When it's, like, not going to be a procedural show, you have to sort of have yeah. emerging plots that become more and more part of the show, like, as it goes on. But, yeah, yeah I started, think it definitely like started a, off differently. Formed it, into. Yeah, it started from, like a, like, a mystery kind of show to, like, a like a teen drama. Yeah, it kind of turned itself into a teen drama. Yeah. Um, similar to, like, I think Smallville at the time. Did a similar thing, like they had like the meta human of the week, and then they and like Supernatural as well. The first season was very monster of the week. Uh, one thing I was going to mention as well is like, uh, for Buffy, so okay, the thing that I think is interesting is nowadays, ever since like the Avengers, which they brought on Joss Whedon to do, they started like the writing just got like. He's kind of been, like, really chirped for his writing style. And you can see it in Marvel films. And they call it, like, the, kind of, like, the Joss Whedon school of dialogue. And it's, like, the, like, Tony Stark, like, quip. And you see that, like, in the new ones especially, it's always just quip back and forth and nothing serious. And he kind of yeah. gets on a basis of that. But I remember, like, at the time, like, that was, like, a really kind of new and, like, unique style of storytelling. And if you watch, like, Firefly, it's really similar to those, like, Marvels. Like, the heroes, like, quipping at each other. And it's not, it's not just the quipping, it's one of the quipping, it's, like, balancing this kind of, like, humor and, like, character stuff with serious yeah. plot and, like, theme writing. I will say, I think, like, I do like a balance of, like, humor and, like, the quips, the mm-hmm. fast, like, responses. I think that's great. I think I will say, like, what I noticed when I was watching even, like, the last uh, episode of Buffy today, I was, like, there's a little bit too much humor for, like, the the weight of the situation like okay i think sometimes i would watch Uh and be like i don't want it to be melodramatic like but people are dying maybe like have some weight to this like more than just yeah it's it's weird where like the show kind of chose to put weight at times Mm -hmm. um because it feels like the only really like not funny scenes although even in the episode i watched it was funny, but, like, the only really, like, serious scene seemed to be, like, Buffy and her boyfriends, and I'm always, like, yeah, what? Yeah. Why is your teen romance the, like, <laughs> serious part of the show when, like, someone just died, like, ten minutes ago? No, I agree. I, I, think, I think it could have been fine if, like, I just think it's interesting 
how like poorly that style of writing aged. Like, yeah, I think it lends right. itself very well to like that kind of material where it's like crazy, like that kind of what's the genre? It's like not like necessarily fantasy, but it's fantasy specifically when it's like in the real world, and there's like a hidden world of fantasy in it. And I think it lends itself well to that. Like I think it it works in the adventures, but I yeah, when it comes to times when it's like there's I think a genocide of people and someone's waking up, it's like no, no. <laughs> I think, like, the problem is it... you almost need, like, a Joss Whedon type and then, like, I don't know who it would be, but someone who, like, maybe even, like, like a, a Julie Plex type who does, like, the Vampire Diaries where she does, like, really overly dramatic scenes and, like, put them together and they would have, I think, a good balance of, like, really dramatic, yeah. really, like, crazy stuff with, like, quips and, like, fun remarks and then, yeah. like, you'd have gold. When I was, like, younger and watching it, I really liked it. Like, I kind of liked that everything was subverted with a joke. Um, I think, yeah, it's, it's aged very poorly. And I remember just, like, this one quote, because I was, like, when I was, like, a young kid, I was, like, really into Joss Whedon stuff, so I, like, looked him up a fair bit. And, like, one of his quotes was, like, oh, like, make them cry and make them, like, really sad, but then after that season's over, like, just make sure you tell a joke kind of thing. So I think that's, like, really his philosophy is to, like, undercut everything with a joke. But here's the thing, is that I think it's, that's fine. I think you can, especially if it's, like, a, a comedy like that or, like, a teen drama, like, I think you can have jokes, but I don't think the jokes can come from the characters unless that's very intentional because it makes characters look so dickish and so, like, inconsiderate. It's like, I think what I enjoy sometimes is, like, when something really dramatic happens and then there's like a cutaway scene to just something like yes yes random I and you're like that. Oh, okay i think that's really funny because you're like crying and then you cut away and they don't know what's happened and they're just like yeah like it doesn't take away from the crazy. weight of yeah like the characters it just like it balances can, it out yeah. in a way that like doesn't make you feel like the other characters are inconsiderate yeah, exactly. Or, like, even just, like, situational comedy. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. something, like, falls in the background. Or, like, some new, like someone up the street walks in. Like, stuff like that, I think, works really well. So, like, yeah. like, you can still have comedy with those really serious situations. But when it comes from, like, quips from, like, main characters that are supposed to be, like, the good guys, it just sheds really poor light on them. I think sometimes I watch it and I'm like, I just feel like I need more of the, like, like, if you're going to put me in really serious situations, I need you to be a little bit serious about it too yeah no i, I get that I, I he's a very i think one note right like he has kind of his one shtick and he does it kind of well but that's like all he can do yeah and yeah. i mean hey master your craft man and yeah find people who can do no, the opposite <laughs> i think i think it's always like find people who can do the opposite of what you can do and then work with them oh okay. because like no, you're gonna good, do something good yeah can we talk about the um, tropes for a minute, and in particular yeah. the hot thousand-year-old vampire despite <laughs> his true nature so he can yeah. date a 16-year-old girl who's different trope? Because what is it called? I don't know. But it I should have, have a name. I have a feeling like that should have a name because it pops vampire. up a lot. Like we talked about Twilight and the Vampire Diaries. They're all like these 16-year-old girls who are dating guys who are yeah over a hundred yeah. and we're just like it's fine because they look similar aged like that's the same excuse we use for why like <laughs> yeah like how how old is angel in the show 
like I think it's thousands of years. Because I'm pretty sure he was like alive in like the like uh, 18th or 19th century or something. I think I think that angel is recently a vampire. I think I don't know, maybe not. And I, I know no, Spike Angel's is really not. old though. Is Angel really old? No, because well? Angel and Spike were like friends, like back in the olden days. Oh fuck, you're totally right. I was hoping. And then, like, Angel was... Because I think Angel was so evil, right? Like, he had gotten to a point where it was so bad that they gave him a soul because she was mad at him for killing, like, I don't know, her kid or her boyfriend or something like that. And then he got his soul, and then, like, he spent, I think, like, a thousand years just, like, brooding because he was a bad boy. Angel is kind of very similar to Stefan. Yeah, I literally was going to say... They're if like that trope character. had a poster boy, it would be Angel slash Stefan. Is, is but, that's like such a, I'm a twenty? Is that is, was Vampire Diaries a fan fiction of Buffy? Because I, I totally believe that. I don't know, but I do. I will say this: I like what became of Angel slash Stefan characters, where like once they stop being like, okay, I guess it never happened in Buffy. Yeah. It happened a little bit. Like, they stop being, like, the main character's love interest. Yeah. So then you have to give them something else to do, and you just, like, get to know the character beyond being, like, brooding. And then they're usually just, like, funny in some way. Like, yeah. Angel is just, like, weirdly narcissistic. And, like, it's really <laughs> funny to, like, what? Once they add, like, a little bit of character to that, it's it's way better. Like, you, there's something to, like, poke fun of, too. Like, I think... Which is fun. Yeah. They're always kind of like, like a little altruistic and like a little bit same with like, and like that's fun. Yeah. Well, like same thing happened with Stefan where like they decide to make him self aware of how like brooding and like <laughs> annoying he is and then like all of a sudden I like him more. And it's like just add that little Yeah. A little thing that makes the character that way. Well, but definitely I'll yeah. start off as like the brooding protector, savior type. And also I don't know, I had something to say about this trope specifically about the hot thousand year old man 16 year old girl trope oh here i wrote it down so i i wouldn't forget and because i write everything down but i said i think this is both a very fun and very disturbing trope that is mainly driven i feel like by our society's obsession with sexualizing teenage girls and then justifying it by being like no she's mature for her age like something yeah. fucked up and ridiculous like that where it's like she's still 16 i don't care how much shit she's gone through she's a child and we want to sexualize her and hook her up with someone who is a thousand years old yeah. but he's hot and he looks young right and the other problem too with it i i think like it would like i think i would care a little bit less or i would say a little bit less about it if the girl was like an adult if it was like a 30 year old woman I probably wouldn't care as much as like it's a 15, 16 year old. That's so. I feel like. That's a child. That's a child. I feel like even if you want to keep the melodrama of like a young person, like at least in college, you're like sort of like 18 to 24 kind of age. Like if you kind of put them in that spot where it's like you can still be really dramatic because like, like I haven't graduated college. I'm still really dramatic. I'm not going to like pretend Mm -hmm. like I'm so much better than. Uh, a teenager like if I was put in those situations I'd also probably be like crazy and shit but like you could definitely put it in that situation and make me not think yeah they're a child that's so I, yeah I totally forgot that Angel was also old because I knew Spike was old I forgot yeah. that Angel was also old 
And I thought it was maybe like they did something like, oh, they gave him his, when they give him his soul back, he kind of like reverts back to the age he was. But no, no, he still was I old. just yeah, I just think it's a really bad. Sorry, I think it's a really bad excuse to like be okay with sexualizing young girls, and we need to like do that less. Yeah, it's hard because it's like it's bad and you shouldn't do it but that's like the entire premise that these kind of things yeah are about. like you can't really do the style of the vampire and the girl without it which maybe it should just go obsolete maybe but i feel yeah. like i mean like the dracula ones and stuff like it was never like you were never shipping the girl and the vampire it was like they're yeah, evil and like luring her but she's maybe kind of into it but like regardless it's kind of like an <clears> evil <throat> thing like they're both I feel it's like weird. the the vampire thing, like, it's sort of, I guess, like, the point is, like, to be, like, we all have sort of a tendencies to, like, be intrigued by, like, the, um, what is it, like, the macabre or, like, the, yeah, yeah, the like, sort of, like, that, like, the scary like sort of, like, vibes. darker yeah. side of life, but, like, I think if the vampire if you want him to be like a good person he's not gonna sleep with the child and then if you want it to be like oh like this is like you yeah. fulfilling your darker tendencies it's like then you have to make that character sort of dark and bad and stuff like that but yeah i just think that was kind of fucked up on the, but i do think it's like it's kind of i find it entertaining in the sense that like it is so ridiculous yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. fun. It's still fun as long as you know that it's, like, problematic. I think, like, for a lot of things, it's, like, you can be, like, I know that this is bad and this is mm-hmm. not something that should be done in real life, but I can put that aside and, like, enjoy this content. Yeah. Oh, I think also that that trope, especially, like, in the ways, like, I've seen it on, like, I said, like, in, in Twilight. Actually, honestly, Twilight was maybe the better, was maybe the least like this. But in Vampire Diaries and Buffy, um, the the actors playing, like, the high schoolers are also not acting like actual high schoolers. And they're not played by, like, actual high schoolers. Like, they're acting yeah. like they're 35. And, like, the, the all the actors playing, like, the high schoolers well, and the vampire are the same age. And so it makes like it the, seem less weird. Yeah. Well, it's, like, the thing of, like, Arya and Ezra and, like, yeah. Free Little Lars, like, I think the actors were, like, two or three years apart in age. But, like, you know, the characters were, I think, what, eight years apart? Six years apart? Something like yeah. that. But that didn't show. Like, you had to just It doesn't show because, like, mm-hmm. I think, like, yeah, Lucy Hale was, like, two years younger than Ian Harding. And it was like, oh, okay, so it just looks like a normal relationship. Yeah. But it's not, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I do think they do that. Like, ca- the casting-wise, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But. And then, yeah, they don't act like teenagers well. Actually, except, I think in Buffy, they act surprisingly like teenagers uh, sometimes. Um, like, I, think, sorry, always, I mean, like, like, I think mainly Buffy, but the, I mean, she's also, like, has her own shit going Yeah. Like, she's not really, like, a high schooler. She's a vampire slayer, so it's a little different. I just but, think, like, like, Buffy is Xander, one of those yeah, I agree. Where, Willow, I agree. Also very good representations of a high schooler. I don't know. I think Buffy definitely, like, she talks like a high schooler, and she is a high schooler, technically, so makes sense like i do think and yeah she she's not the same but um i think um i think in buffy i'm i'm always just really surprised 
by how well they actually did make them seem like high schoolers to start with. Yeah. Like, not, like, looking, like, I don't think they look like they're teenagers, but they act, like, a little bit, like, teeny. Maybe I'm thinking, like, in the later seasons, maybe, like, I feel like they age them up a little bit quicker than they should have. Like, they kind of, once they graduated, they kind of stopped acting like teenagers pretty quickly. Um, Okay. I believe you. Uh, But, yeah, no, I agree. Actually, thinking back on it, like, yeah, Xander was very teenager, Willow was very teenager. I also feel like in teen dramas a lot, I hate this trope that I feel like has been so exhausted is like, oh, the main character, girl or boy, is like the nerd and no one quite gets them and they're like quirky and awkward and clumsy and they can't do anything right and their life's kind of, but Buffy is like, she's cool, she's really pretty, she's popular, she like gets, like she can handle herself. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Buffy right off the bat, I'm pretty sure like she's liked by people and then like yeah. she chooses to hang out with the more nerdy characters mm-hmm. and then she becomes less popular but like she is like a very cool put together like hot girl yeah she's not like embarrassing herself every two seconds she's not like mm-hmm. bumbling over her words she's not yeah i have a question what are slayer powers i don't get it like <laughs> they seem vaguely like they're very vague. they can fight better and they don't get hurt as much yeah it's basically that like they're just really good. They're like a little bit superhuman. They're like it a little bit like invincible. They minus the fight. like, yeah, minus the like not getting hurt as much. The other stuff you can just train to be. Yeah. Like I think fighting, she does train. being strong. Those are just things if you work out and you know there's learn like, how to fight. You do. Yeah, but I think like there's like vampire. Like I think in this world, vampires have like vamp super strength and like maybe super speed. I'm not sure. And Buffy, I think, also has that. I think she also, like, she just has basically vampire slayer, vampire powers, except for, like, turning into a bat and, like, drinking blood. Like, she can do that kind of stuff, too. Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I just need to know. It is really vague, yeah. And sometimes it comes into play. Like, there's, like, mystical shit that comes into play. It's, like, there's only... And in one incarnation of Slayer at a time, and if they die, there's a new incarnation that's formed. Yeah, that's also like, a dumb, a dumb bullshit rule. Is dumb, but one Slayer at a time for the whole I world. Think I go into it. I think there might be something where they talk about like either the history. It's like the, it's like the Avatar. It's one, but that's where Faith it's comes from because Buffy dies. Yeah, and Faith is. Made oh boy, do I remember? And they never have sex. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the other thing that this moving on, I'm done with this conversation now. <laughs> uh, this is my last. I don't know if this is really a trope, but I'll name it as such. Um, why are we so obsessed with having young girls want to date former serial killers? Oh, didn't you watch like, um, Zac Efron? Serial killers are hot. Yeah, I just feel no, like I yeah. it's an interesting thing it's that fun, I just yeah. realized we've been doing since probably before the 90s, but since at least the 90s, where we're like, oh, reformed serial killer is the new reform. Yeah, actor. it's like uh, the Ted Bundy thing. Like when he was a real yeah. person, everyone was like, no, he's just hot. It's and... weird. I think like, I, I think it, it is also similar to like the 100-year-old vampire thing. It's like the genre kind of needs to have that. 
Yeah. Well, like, like it's kind of lame if you just have an all good vampire. And I think like in the genre, like that kind of death is just not like you, you have to like kind of yeah. suspend your disbelief that it's as much of a tragedy as it would be. Like it's just like I guess like in in Buffy they explain it as like Angel didn't have a soul and he did all the killing. Yeah. So it's fine. But like I don't know, they do it in other shows. They do it in the Vampire Diaries where like they're just like Damon's murdered like many people just because he like got emotional one day. And like they're like, No, I still love you and I'm like, What the fuck? Like, dude's a serial killer. I watched he was a human. Yeah. That'd be a problem. And they're like recent killings. Like it's not like he was like, oh, well, a hundred years ago, I killed a bunch of people. It's like he would like that happened. He would like have a fight with Helena and then go kill people, and then like they would make up, and she'd be like, "It's okay, you were just mad." <laughs> yeah, and um, I just feel like, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, definitely. I also feel like if you're even if you're like a reformed vampire, you're still kind of a liability, and you should probably just eat it. Yeah. Uh, advice to the viewers: Don't date or befriend it. vampires. Yeah, they'll probably die. Killers are not your friends. Oh, okay. Wait, actually, I have one more joke I want to talk about. Okay. Um, I feel like this series was one of the first to really do this, and it's like, especially with like kind of like the bad boy aspect to it. It's the like villain redemption story, which I know is like, oh, I guess it's kind of something mm-hmm. we just talked about. But like, how yeah, did, like, I like yeah. a villain redemption. Like, even though I just criticized, you know, why are we all wanting to date serial killers? <laughs> I do like a villain redemption story, I think. I do, too. It, it's interesting. Yeah. I think also, because for me, and I feel like I say it a lot, character development and character growth is, like, my favorite thing to see on TV shows. And, like, villain redemption stories are just, like, understanding a person better and then, like, showing how they are able yeah. to change. I, I really liked... So I know they, they tried to do the kind of like a redemption, and I, I loved how much time, I think redemption is such an interesting character arc, because you don't see it that often, you don't see it often done well. I think it was so interesting to see, like, Spike actually try to make amends, and I think it was, mm. I guess, okay, we can talk about couples, so I was just going to say, okay. wait, maybe this is a hot take, though. I do think some of my opinions on couples might be mildly hot takes, but like, we have to talk about them anyways. So. Like who I think the good um, friends were and who I think the bad ones were. I don't know. Let's find out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first couple I had written down was Buffy and Spike. Because they're... What about them first? Okay, fine. Well, I just like, I, I talked about... That means you care about, about them the least. If you talk about the them The least? First. Yeah. Do you care about them the least? Oh, if it makes you feel any better, I actually only wrote down two couples. Okay, and the other fine. one is not Buffy. Is and it Angel. Buffy and Angel? <laughs> okay, that's um, fair. At least I'll accept you talking about thinking that Buffy honest? and Spike is, is like your least favorite, as long as you don't even acknowledge that Buffy and Angel. <laughs> Can I be honest? I forgot that Buffy and Angel were a couple when I wrote this down, and then when I watched the finale today, I remembered. <sighs> oh yeah, that happened. So I have uh, more feelings about about them. Okay, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. We'll talk about Buffy but, okay. and Spike. Buffy and Spike. Um. I don't know. I know that, like, they have, they're very, I feel like, just in general, whatever you say about them is a hot, like, a hot take. Like, if you say you like them, you're going to get 
attacked and if you say you hate them you're gonna get attacked and there's like no way to get around this yeah yeah <laughs> but i feel like they okay they were hot like it was hot to watch yeah them it was hot hook up it was like that we like fun little, it was like it's like it's like as hot as like it was her sexiest like, like by far it's like, like a fantasy that's like erotica she and him had this fun like i hate you i hate you too oh my god i'm really attracted to you let's hook up yeah and it's like that's sexy like i'm not gonna pretend it's not i think they had like a lot of problems and like as a relationship i'm not sure if i really rooted for them but um i definitely think like they were really hot like i enjoyed watching their relationship a lot um but i think yeah and i think a big problem with me with their relationship was just i don't think spike could fully recover from like what happened with him and buffy and i don't yeah. really want to talk about it too much but like I feel like that, like, I don't remember exactly what they wrote to, like, re, like, fix that and make him come back from it, but I don't think there's really a way to fully come back from that, and so I don't think, like, Buffy could ever truly, like, trust him or love him in the way that, like, I think he seemed to have feelings for her by the end. So, like, I just think that kind of ruined the the, uh, the opportunity for it to be a relationship. I think but, even that aside, I don't think they should have ever ended up together. I don't think he could have recovered from being. Okay. I think, like, I think, like, okay, that's what, okay, that's what I was talking about, like, redemption arcs. That's what I really liked okay. about it was kind of, like, all he could do was, like, try, but never mm-hmm. really recover from it. Like, he was never going to end up with Buffy, but I thought it yeah. was, like, really, like, powerful just to see him, like, trying to and even in like that last scene in the finale when she's like i love you and he goes no you don't but you don't say it. i thought that was so good it was i very, wrote like, that down that uh, was, yeah i thought that I was like, a perfect a perfect ending to their relationship because it just showed yeah. like like she, it show, she was it's never like it gonna, summed up their relationship yeah. perfectly like she could never she just couldn't love him the yeah. way that he loved her and yeah. i think he always understood show. that but, like, she would take what he could get, which is also, it's yeah. so sad and bittersweet, which I think is a lot of Spike's character. It's just, like, deeply heartbreaking and, like, difficult. Yeah. I think Spike almost sort of realized that, like, he could never really recover from the things he'd done. So, like, all he could do was, like, yeah, what you said, like, try. And then yeah. also, I think a lot of what he did, he's like, this is, I think Spike and I think Buffy hated this. But I think um, Spike kind of accepted a little bit more who he was. Like, he was like, I'm not the best person. And, like, he accepted that. And I think Buffy, I thought she and Spike had a lot of similarities. And I felt like sometimes I thought she resented. or I don't know if I would say resented, but, like, sometimes when I watch them together, I was like, I think, like, you're mad at him because, like, like, for a lot of reasons, he was a bad guy. But, like, I think, like, you're, you're almost, like, mad at him because, like, He's honest about who he is, and I think you have you try to hide like the darker oh, yeah. aspects of your personality a lot of the time. At least in the middle seasons that I watched, it felt like that was a little bit like she was trying to hide sort of the bad things yes. about her, and I think Spike just kind of he he knew it, like he um, he understood it, and he was yeah. honest about it, you know. Yeah, I don't know, maybe that doesn't make sense. No, I that makes a lot of sense because like I think what I picked up on is very similar 
Like, I kind of thought, like, her relationship, like, from Buffy's perspective, her relationship with Spike is very, like, she came back from her dad. At, but, like, which was kind of, like, whatever. But, like, uh, it, like I think, like, at that time, like, her arc was, like, she was going through a lot of, like, self-hatred and self, like, de- mm. depreciation like, and self, like, depression. Like, she, it was just, it was that vibe of, like, oh, like, yeah. I feel like shit and hate myself and depressed, so I'm going to go hook up with my shitty ex, even though I shouldn't kind of thing. Where it's, like, yeah, it's and- her, like, instant gratification. And I think she felt validated because, like, Spike is, like, she can kind of feel like a worse person than her, but, like, she, she, and when she I, was around Spike, she didn't have to feel bad about herself the way she felt, I think, guilty and, like, shitty about herself when she was around her friends who were, like, good. Yeah. Um, but then I think it became a conflict because I do think Buffy had genuine, like, feelings for Spike in some way or another. Yeah. And I feel like the conflict comes from, like, now she has to feel, like, worse because she cares about this person who, like, yeah. before was just, like, an escape yeah. for her. And I think, like, also Spike becomes, like, a better person than he was, so she can't just see him as the shitty guy who I hook up with to feel better about myself. Yeah, I I think it was as, as, like, both of them became better, and, like, especially Buffy, like, became, like, like, was recovering and, like, healing, that relationship started to get more and more toxic and issue. Like, it, like, it worked when they both felt like shit and they were, like, equally matched, but then, like, I think, yeah. like, I found them interesting together because I enjoyed yeah. I think I wanted, I think Spike was necessary because I think Buffy needed to accept certain things about herself and about him that she wouldn't let herself. Yes. And I think it was, like, was her, really like, good for Spike. Yeah, it was her kind of, like, like, almost like a therapy, like, she could feel mm-hmm. validated and, like, open and, like, Comp- like comfortable enough to like talk about those things where with her yeah, friends she but... never could but like with Spike she could I think he yeah I think you're right like she had feelings but like not in like a boyfriend like romantic way but like and I think he was a very important person to her life and I yeah, think that she also think... felt sad that she wasn't in love with him yeah I think, I think by he the meant end a lot when her. she realized like he wasn't he wasn't the bad guy that like who had been made out to be like once he had I feel like earned or like she understood him forgiveness or like respect mm-hmm. or like so, something along those lines I think then she started to just feel guilty that she would never really love him the way that he loved her like she would care about oh, him I yeah. think she cares about him the way like a friend cares about a friend but and like there was attraction but I don't think she could ever truly love him and I think she did feel really like guilty about that yeah but it kind of like I don't know I, I, think, I think she, I don't know if she felt necessarily, yeah, I guess that was, like, that, that moment in that arc was her kind of, like, feeling guilty about it. Um, like, I'm not saying, I, like, I don't it think, ate like, her up. Like, I'm not saying it tore her apart or anything. I'm just no. saying, like, I think she did feel badly because she kind of recognized that he was a person with feelings that yeah. he understood and someone he, she cared about. And so she wanted him in his last moments while he's, like, saving her oh, and her I know. Family. Yeah, it's so sad. It's so he, like, like he want, she like almost like, like she wanted him to die like with a peace of mind that she did love him, even though she wasn't in love. Yeah. That yeah. was so like I don't know. So their relationship and it was like was... complicated. Uh, it the thing like I could totally understand that, like that's like I think a very adult theme and a very like adult mm. 
And I could totally listen to that would be really controversial when it's like a bunch of 12 year olds watching the show and it's like, they don't yeah. do that. Like, um, yeah. I would say my main things about their relationship were was really hot like yeah to watch but then also I think it was one of those relationships where you know those people who like you date or you like have a thing with it's like you needed to have that relationship yeah. with that person in some way but they weren't like the one for you they weren't going to be like yeah the person you wanted to be with long term in any way it's just like you had to have that relationship and I feel like that's what Buffy and yeah Spike it's like a it was like a milestone yeah they were like I think foils to each other like I think like basically what it was is like Buffy at her worst worked with like Spike at his best and mm-hmm. beyond that so that's why I always I always like want to say like oh like I'm, I'm team like Spike like that relationship is by far way better than I think Angel and Buffy but I don't think in terms of like that they're better matched and should like end up together I think just like yeah as a relationship it's it's so much bigger and so much that was a relationship that was way more interesting to watch yeah like it was so interesting and what a like different way to do the teen drama thing spike was such a like i liked him because he was a very like complex character like they made him a complex character as it's shown on whereas like angel like you start with him being like the ultimate hero so like what are you gonna do it just wasn't the vibe i don't know angel just wasn't the vibe Angel's like every twelve-year-old girl's dream, and then like Spike like is every child. Like, dream. Um, like you know what I like, mean? Yeah. Like you go through your phase, you like move on, and then hopefully as an adult, you don't want to date either of them. I think as well. What I really liked about um, Spike's arc and his relationship, so I th- I just think I like that the writers never really sacrifice, which I find they do with like I think Damon and the Vampire Diaries a little bit is in. The vamp- in Buffy, they never really sacrifice Spike's personality for his arc. Like, he's always mm-hmm. kind of acting, like, cocky, little, like, evil. Like, I don't know. Like, he's always, he's always gonna playing have the bad those, boy. Like, and he's always got, like, those, like, those quips. Uh, the Joss yeah. Whedon quip. Like, yeah. he's got it in a way where it's, like, you can tell, I think, that it's very much, like, a defense mechanism. Like, he doesn't want to give people an opportunity to, like, hurt him so he's just gonna like keep sort of playing this like role that's a bit more it just keeps him sexy too i don't know yeah he doesn't become boring like he just and i I think it's really hard when it's like he's going through the redemption arc but like still will reference like the heinous shit he did and it's like you know because you saw the other scenes that like he feels really like bad about that kind of and like he's or he's like trying to get over it but he's not like necessarily forgetting well, think, about it or like in denial he's like no i did do this shit remember like i'm a bad guy you should yeah. just like be i you know what i always think it's funny in like when in like bad guy like i don't know like when they've been like redeemed and they're like good guys now it's when they like try to like scare someone like reference that they've done all this terrible shit and the person is just like not intimidated oh, at all because I love they've come trope. so far yeah. i would say it's so funny they're like i have murdered villages and the person's like okay sure you have like they just don't believe them because yeah. they become such like a a good boy like that's always hilarious to watch i love the trope as like of like the like the bad guy that joins like the good guy team yeah like yeah, Zuko that's and like the avatar yeah like it's i love that it's so good i love when they spend time with it which i think they did here with like spike <laughs> yeah i do think spike had a storyline that was done shockingly well like yeah, i, I didn't, expect, didn't that. expect that to happen but it was done so really hard well. on my character. It felt like they had it planned out from the start, but like always the winner. Yeah, but I did love that enemies to lovers, but still enemies. 
vibe they had going on for me. Yeah, yeah. Really um, okay, I'm glad I agree with you on this couple on the dark and the Muffin. Yeah. Do you want to hear my, my only other couple I wrote down? Yeah, who's your other couple? Is it Charles and you? <laughs> That'd be good. Um, I wrote down Xander and Cordelia. Ah, you bitch. I, okay. Okay, I know you love them. I stopped watching not long after they broke up. And then, like, skipped ahead a bunch and then, like, didn't have a good love interest for a while of, like, what I was watching. Okay. Like, um, eventually, I like I like his last girlfriend, too. I thought she was funny, but I only saw a little bit of her. I didn't see a lot of her. Um, because I'm pretty sure when I stopped watching, Xander had some other weird shit going on. But anyways, I liked... I just loved their... Really, I thought it was fun. Like fun little comedic no, behind the drama. I thought it was really it was good, kind of yeah. perfect for. Each- I liked how like Xander is like the nerdy boy, like who is just like such. A, I he's such a coward a lot of the time, and like, but he's always got like a satire remark. But yeah, he's such a loser, and then Cord- and he's like embarrassed to date Cordelia, who is yeah. like the epitome of like popular cool girl. Like he's like fuck, like. This is so embarrassing that I'm dating her. And, like, you get why she's embarrassed to date him, but then you find out he's like, no, I don't want people to know about this. Like, no one can know about this. So I think it's a fun way that they start their relationship. Yeah. And then they have the very similar, like, sassy remark, cowardly response to danger. Um, sort of, I like, thought they were a really then... fun couple. Yeah. Okay, I also just so like them to together. Watch. I don't think they're, like, I think... I like them together. I'm fine that they broke up. I think that that's fine. They can be like, they were good for that I, bit of the show. I think my problem with the fact that they broke up wasn't that they broke up. It was that they broke up because Xander oh, and yeah. Willow hooked up. Like, if you wanted Cordelia and Xander to break up, fine. I totally would have been okay with that if yeah. you had like, written something that like made it relevant. So or even stupid. just like, I think it would have been fun if Cordelia just said, I'm going because Cordelia leaves for like LA. Yeah, it would be fair as well. Being like, I'm leaving for college or whatever. <laughs> like, if she know. just said like, like at the it's end awesome. of like whatever season they go to college, she just said, "Um, I'm going to start my life in LA and I can do better than you, so bye." And then just like leaves and like that. Yeah, like, that would have been perfect. That would have been so perfect. Because <clears throat> it's kind of would have like worked. Like, you knew they were like, end- oh, to me at least, I was like, they're never like end game. Like I'm not like wanting to end um, together been fine if they ended up together like i don't think i would have had a problem with it because i enjoyed watching their i think their dynamic was really important to the show like um because it was like this like funny little like yeah again like it's an it's an and it's like i hate you i love you kind of dynamic but in a a sweeter way where like you kind of get to like see more of the characters being vulnerable with each other like not to the way that like buffy and spike were like bad for each other but like (laughs) Cordelia and Xander were like, I hate you, I love you, but in like a, they were almost good for each other kind of way. Like, they were very cute. Um, they were a good mirror. They were cute like and, and who were very much the yeah. same person and very boring. Yeah, so I liked their relationship. I would have been fine if they stayed together. I was fine that they, I'm fine that they broke up because Cordelia in the show Angel was, I mean, God's gift to that show. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> At least the first season, I didn't want, I, like, she got kind of bad, but, like, her being, like, that sassy little Cordelia girl for the first bit. Okay. My, 
No, I, um, I really like both their characters, and I thought they had good chemistry, and I agree. But I, I, think I was okay so, with it. Yeah. I'm so pissed off by the way they did that relationship so dirty. By oh, being, like, like, what? Also, like, Xander and Willow grosses me out. Like, they would never... Did they ever, like, date? No, they didn't. I think they tried to after that, because also Willow had a boyfriend. Yeah, she had Ozzy. Ozzy. And... That was so random and so stupid. And it like, was just like, well, because I remember sorry, that Willow. On their SOs, like, I remember that Willow had a crush on Xander at the start, and then he hooked up with right. Cordelia. But I kind of liked that because I thought Willow and Xander never were like. Yeah, I just it would have been way better. I would never see them over, I don't know. working as a couple. Um, and then yeah, she ends up being gay. So. All for not, all for not. Yeah, that's the other thing too. I was kind of like, oh, well, is she like, like you, you cheat on your boyfriend? I, I, I just think, like you're confused, but like, I yeah, I also just it kind of felt like oh, but I like, don't know. So you're not even really interested. In him. Like it really was just. Uh, Willow and Xander also didn't have chemistry. No. Like the actors didn't have. They they were they friends were in like a brother sister kind of way maybe. Yeah, like it I, almost felt, felt like, like yeah. She was like the like. They were both like losers in the, you know, yeah, show, but like, he, she was like the more like shy, like nice one. And he was kind of like, it felt like he was always like trying to stand up for her and stand up for them and be like, don't just sit back and take it kind of vibe. And like, it was kind of like, it was a sweet, very platonic relationship that I didn't want to see be more. And then like, to like ruin a relationship, which was like the only relationship that at the time of the show I was really rooting for with those two hooking up yeah it just like pissed me off see i like, liked i liked cordelia and xander and i also liked willow and ozzy together like i loved ozzy i thought he was so fun oh i didn't have like a strong feeling about them. like i thought they okay. were cute yeah but i didn't have, I, like, I think i just super strong feelings with them. yeah i think i was just more focused on like Cor- i like the cordelia type of characters a lot so like yeah that's fair when i watch shows <laughs> like that's the character i'm drawn yeah so, like, at the end of the day, like, say what you want about her. She's not that bad. So then, like, she's kind of, I don't know, can root for her. I like, um, I don't know if this happened in Buffy, but I remember an angel, Cordelia's friend, became a vampire and, like, lost her soul. But the joke was that her friend was so soulless to begin with that she was just oh, the same person. Oh, that's kind of funny. That's really funny. And I think that's really funny. I like, love when they did stuff like, like that because they that, like, can't be stuff like that, too. So Xander and Cordelia were a big couple for me that... Okay. Like, yes, I'm okay. No, that's with fair. That I also was excited when we got together. I thought it was fun. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was fresh. I thought it was new. Um, okay, I think that, like, okay, I like them together. But one of my favorite couples on the show is Anya and Xander. Okay. Like, She's I his last girlfriend, like, right? She I dies? I think they break up. She maybe dies. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I asked this later. Uh, and maybe this is a take, but... Did uh, Xander and Dawn have a weird flirty vibe for the fact that she was, you know, a child? Or was that just... Yeah. Okay. I think uh, Dawn had, like, a crush on him. Okay. And he was, like, kind of awkward about it. But I don't... Like, I think he was with Anya the whole time. Yeah, no, I don't... He doesn't ever, like, hook up with her or anything. No, they... I just was curious because I felt like there were moments where I was like, are you guys, like, Um... kind of... Like, maybe he didn't They kind of did have chemistry, TH. Maybe the actors They had chemistry. Well, I think in the comics, uh, there's, like, an alternative universe or whatever where Xander and Dawn hook up. Oh, okay. That's so weird. 
Um, but I was just wondering, yeah, if that was like a thing in the show that like they had some weird flirty um, thing going on. They, but she was also a kid. I think she had a crush on him, but I don't think. I think he maybe did kind of that. I don't really remember, but I think he might have done kind of that thing, like that early two thousand thing of like, he, like would sometimes maybe like go into like as like a way to make her kind of like feel better type thing. Uh, she would okay. kind of like play along with it a little bit. Like like I think if she, she like had a bad day or something, he'd be like he kinda be like, Oh, do you wanna like take my sweater home? And she would get like that kind of vibe where it was like you would play yeah. into it just to like Okay. Uh, I mean Xander's also like generally kind of nice. Like yeah. I think probably the I think probably the actors just had chemistry and then like whenever yeah. they were trying to be like nice to him, it was like, or nice to Don, it was like, oh, you guys have chemistry. So this seems yeah. like Don's also something like not that much younger than them. I don't think, I think she's only like three years younger than them. So it's not like yeah, no, I, weird. sorry. Yeah. I say, I say child sister. No, but like, I mean, like, she's just, a kid, but like they're also kind of kids. Yeah. She's also, I think like in theory yeah. with God or something. <laughs> you want to, sorry, I cut you off about uh, Anya and Xander. Do you want to talk about them? I don't really have I much more to say it. about them. I thought they had like that cute gimmicky, like that cute little like they would bicker with each other a lot and she would like yell at him a lot. Sometimes I think it crossed the line where it could be like, oh, this is a bit toxic. But overall, I liked it. Yeah, um, I, I thought, love a like, good I thought like, she bickering. really like kind of did like made Xander kind of man up a little bit. Like that's where he kind of became less yeah. of like the, like, nerdy, scaredy cat, and then more of, like, the... He became more like a dad of the group, yeah. being a little bit more responsible. He reminds me a lot of, well, like, if they're, like, the Scooby gang, he was kind of, like, the Fred character. Like, he was, like... Yeah. Well, just, like, I felt like Cordelia did that for Xander as well, so I yeah. totally could root They are this. kind of similar. I but Vanya's Xander... a lot crazier, I think. Like, she's more, like... Yeah. I do think Xander, to be fair, just, like, needs, like that type of girl who's very bossy, like alpha. very demanding. Yeah. And, like, yeah. she's she's going to yell at him a lot, and, like, he's going to give it back. It's like arguing is, like, their love language a little bit. Like, they're, yeah, like, exactly. We need to do this. So, like, I think, he, and yeah, he just, like, he does definitely, like, you can tell it in the relationships. He needs a girl who's going to be willing to fight with him, too, because I think Xander does have a very naturally combative Sort of. Yeah, like Xander is kind of like a, a dick. Like he's kind of a douche. Mm-hmm. Well, not like a, like he's kind of he's like. He's not a douche, but he's not a douche, I think he's very not much like his personality. But he has definitely like a smart mouth and like definitely. Yeah. He's not someone that I would be surprised if he he's punched in the face a couple times. Like he kind of he needs that little like, bit of. He couldn't he couldn't <laughs> be with a quiet girl like Willow because Willow's not gonna like stand up to him in the same yeah. way that like these other girls are yeah. gonna like put him he in needs his place. A little bit he of pushback. Put him in his place a little bit. Yeah. I feel like every time I say like. He needs to like they need to fight back or put in their place. I feel like I'm talking about like they need to be like they're like I'm talking about like abuse or something. And no, I'm like, I don't mean it like that. Um, the other couples I wrote down, Rose wrote down, Cordelia. Yeah, I liked uh, Willow and Ozzy a lot. I thought they were like really cute and really short lived. I wish they'd gone on longer. Yeah, um, I was disappointed they broke up so soon because I thought Oz was like a fun character. Yeah. I wish he'd hung around more, which I think was why I was sad mm-hmm. they broke up because he didn't hang around more. And then I liked, um, obviously, like Tara and Willow. I think they're like a pretty big relationship in it. And mm-hmm. I, think I only saw the end of their relationship because um, uh, I saw the parts where Willow, Willow was, goes like crazy, right? She's like addicted, like manipulating Tara into like staying with her. 
Yeah, it's really dark. It gets, yeah. But, at first, um, but I, I really like Tara. I think she's a really good character, I guess. Same with yeah. Ozzy. Like, I just like Willow, I think, can be a bad person. And needs yeah. to do a couple more character arcs before I'll think she's ready to date anyone. Um, I liked um, Buffy's little thing about how, like, in the finale, how she talks about how, like, she doesn't think she's ready to, like, she, like, the reason she thinks her relationships have failed is because she's not ready as a person to be with, like, that long Willow term. does or Buffy does? Uh, Buffy does. Okay, and I thought yeah. that was a really good, like, like, she does a cookie analogy, which I don't really like, but she's like, I'm not fully baked. Like, I'm not ready to, like, come yeah. out of the other with the person. And she's like, I'm not saying that, like, she's talking to Angel or whatever. She's like, I'm not saying you're not the person for me, but I'm not ready to be with. I'm just saying, you're 400 like, years old and I'm a child, so I might need a little bit more experience. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> you want to put it like that? Um, no, that's really But cute. yeah, so like, I definitely think. It was such a good, um, like, it wasn't even like, a, like, I feel like there's teen dramas and then there's like this sort of teen drama where it's like, it, it's a very like well thought like it's a coming of age story mm-hmm. where it doesn't have to end with happily ever after it's like they've come of age now and they've like they know kind of who they are and they know what they want yeah and i, will I think, say, I nice think with i think with um buffy especially she's a character who to be quite honest annoyed me a lot and <laughs> for a lot of the series yeah. <laughs> but i really respected the way it ended with her being like i'm still growing up because I think that's just a really yeah. honest and well thought out way to end the show of like her being like, yeah, I'm still figuring it out. Like, because she is a kid. Like, yeah. I think she's what my my age by the time the show ends. Like, in her twenties. There was such good character writing for like, and they did they do a good job of reminding you that these people are like children. Like, she is about to go. Like Giles is like, there's a curse, and you're like the sacrifice, and they're gonna sacrifice you, and she's about to go like into the climax of the third act, and she's like, Giles, like. I'm only 16. I don't want to die. <laughs> I was like crying. Yeah. So I think, yeah. The more I think about it, the more I think it's weird how close Giles is to these teenage kids. Uh, yeah, no. I think to, like, at least to Buffy, he's, like, very much a father figure. Yeah, I know he's, like, he's not, like, their friend, yeah. but then I also think it's weird that you don't have any friends, Giles. Maybe I'm not in love with him anymore. No, I think, um, I think you're right. I think that's why I kind of shipped him in with his mom, because I think that would have maybe given him more of a reason to step into that role. Yeah. It, yeah, it is weird that he doesn't have any friends. <laughs> he's kind of just, like, Anyways. old off. He's kind of weird. <laughs> he's socially awkward, I guess. I don't know. Buffy reboot, Giles and Buffy's mom are like, dating. Yeah. But I also feel like, especially for, yeah, I feel like for Giles, like, not, like, how many adults, like, for those characters, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief and accept that, like, they would become pretty close because they're all kind of on the ends of this, like, world that, like, mm-hmm. like that's going to be hard to find. You probably don't want that. Like, it'd be so weird to have a close relationship with someone who doesn't know that your entire life is based on, like, vampires and shit. And to be fair, I do think that Giles does play more of, like, a parent figure in the the group. Like, he's not, he's not, like, a, yeah. fr- he's not a friend. He's, like, I'm sort of, like, a dad or, like, an Or, like, a boss, kind of, maybe. Yeah, like, they like sort of mentor. treat him. I mean, I walk over, all over him a little bit too much for him to be a boss, but I believe yeah, he's, like, like, he's, like, that, like, relative who's, like, been it, put in, he's, like, that, like, relative who's, like, a few years older who's in charge of babysitting. Yeah. But, like, all the kids gang up on him. 
Yeah, it is kind of weird at times, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like I still just needed it. maybe like a second adult there sometimes for it to seem yeah. a bit less weird. I think sometimes they introduced other like adult type characters yeah. that just didn't help. Whatever. Anyways, do you have any other couples you want to talk about? Um, I don't think so. I would talk about Buffy and I guess since Riley even though they're down the city. But I think that they were fine together. I think it was pretty clear that Buffy was going to get bored of him. Um, but I yeah. think like He's definitely probably the healthiest of her love interests, so I'll let that slide. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really remember much about them, so I guess that's all I have to say is an interesting, irrelevant Avon despite. <laughs> interesting but irrelevant boyfriend. Honestly, I feel like if, if I was someone's ex, I'd probably want to be, I feel like that's the nicest way you'd be described. The interesting yeah, but irrelevant. I definitely wouldn't want to be like Angel. <laughs> like, I remember yeah. I'd probably like Wesley actually. (laughs) (laughs) Not Buffy. Super unmemorable. Yeah. We didn't fully get into Buffy and Angel, but to be honest, I don't really want to get into them that much. I think the one interesting interesting thing to say about it is I think that that was like initially the main hook of the show was that this girl was going to date the vampire. Like, I think that that. Yeah. I don't know if it was maybe in the pilot that we even brought it up, but like. I think that oh, was, no. like, big news at the time. That was, like... Do you want to talk about the finale? Series finale? Yeah. The end of an era? That era is the Vampire Slayer yeah. Buffy. Spike sacrifice. Um, yeah. Um, I really liked the ending. I thought it did a pretty good job of raising the stakes enough in the I think it got a little bit like marbly. I think I think there was a little bit of like, oh, is this the big fight? I don't think they needed that. I think it could have all mostly been character moments. But that's yeah, okay. I don't know. I thought they did, um, like I thought they did a good job. So like I came into it, I haven't seen most of the last season, mm-hmm. and I felt like I understood what was happening, and they explained like what's going on, and they did a good job at like making me laugh while also feeling. Yeah. Like thing um i had a few issues with it like i think um it was weird that there was a scene where giles is playing dungeons and dragons with xander and two other random people and that's oh i don't remember that. it's not explained like okay. they're just like how could you sleep on a night like this and then cut to buffy and spike and i'm like okay what was the point of this scene of like there were just some random scenes like that Okay. Um, it made me realize that I think Dawn is really badass and fly though. I, thought she was really cool. I love Dawn. Oh my god. I wish I like I kind of want to like finish watching the show almost so I could see more Dawn. Because I didn't no, see that you much of her. Watch it. Season, not the last season. There's a season finale. The season finale before Buffy comes back to life is like one of my favorite season finales of all okay. time. It's so amazing. The writing's like so good. Everything that leads yeah. up to it. Oh, I have chills. It's so the well, writing's so good on that show sometimes. Yeah, well, because I liked Dawn. I liked her in the news episode when she said, oopsie, I accidentally brought a monster because I just wanted everyone to have a little bit of fun. Oh, I thought that yeah, was really I funny. Yeah. But, like, I didn't know, like, that much about her. And then I watched the last episode, and she was so badass and cool. And she, she is like, really badass. Like, Xander's trying to take really her to town, and she projects. just... I like it. Xander's trying to take her to town because Buffy said, this isn't the place for you, and she just tases him and, like, makes him right Yeah! Back. Oh, my God, I never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what a... Like badass move so i loved her i had another question which is 
Faith talks like a 90s hip hop artist. Uh, some of her lines oh, were, yeah. I was rock'em sock'em and I got <laughs> skills, yo. She was a weird character. <laughs> she was and I just needed that to be said out loud. Like, I needed someone else to hear <sighs> what that was. I think she's like a bit crazy and like kind of a bit like unhit. Like, I think. I could see it being like the character would either say that be- I kind of ironically like she, like it would be like oh like say what but like not like, she was not being ironic. She's like it might have also been because I think that sounds to me like a writer's room of older people trying to sound hip with the kids and it trying was... to write for like a sixteen year old. It was hilarious. <laughs> she was a I had fun never character. Loved... I think she's a bit overhyped. I think like. The idea of Faith is, like, really iconic and, like, you want to feed into it. I think that's, like, similar to, like, Victorious. It's, like, the idea of a lot of the characters in this world is yeah. what's appealing. But I think the I idea think... of Faith is what's appealing. But I think the execution is very meh. Faith was definitely a character that, like, I thought she was cool initially. And then, like, I kind of didn't love her after that. Like, I yeah. she was one of those characters where I felt like they didn't really know what to do with her anymore. So, like, they just did a bunch of messed up shit she could never have become like a main part of the cast i don't think yeah she didn't really mesh well she didn't really have a place with them i think she was fun as like a showing up sometimes just to fuck things up kind of like um in gossip girl like georgina she would just kind of show up and yeah. like, fuck shit up for everyone and force them to kind of bang up um i like that but... i think she was fun as like a, i think it was cool that she was like a consequence of buffy coming back to life um yeah I like Faith as a character, though. Like, I thought she was fun. I, I like having her in the big battle scenes, and then I think I'm done with her after that. Yeah, I like when TV shows do that, though. It's, like, a fun trope as well, when they introduce, like, a yeah. cool character, but then they disappear for a little bit, and then they come back a little bit. Like, they could do, like, different cameos, and you can kind of, like, run into them. Like, they're still a part of this world, but they're not, like, a main mm-hmm. character in every episode. Yeah, and that's mainly what I want from Faith. It's, like, she comes yeah. when they, like need help with something really big but otherwise she's yeah kind of yeah thing. exactly um so i like um, that with her which is like i, I think we've talked about that in stranger things too like i want it i like more of characters disappearing and coming back when they need it yeah i also um i don't know what willow's girlfriend's name is in the finale but i think she's hotter than willow's other girlfriend she has a new girlfriend in the finale oh, and she's so hot tara i think is like sexy Okay, you but have your like, opinion. She's not like conventionally attractive, I would say, but she, her vibe is just really sexy, I think. Um, yeah, I also thought it was funny that when Willow gave uh, all the like powers or whatever to everyone, like all the Slayer powers, oh, yeah. she just kind of looked like she was super high as she fell to the ground. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah. Jinkies, that was something. And I'm like, what? Um, but yeah, her yeah. girlfriend's really hot, and I just kind of wanted to say that. I forgot she had a new girlfriend. I don't know what her name was. Oh, wait. Oh, Kennedy. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I liked the conclusion. I thought it was fun, but a little messed up. I thought, you know, like, like, destroying they, a whole town. Like, everything that was, like, wrapping up all the themes and the character arcs they had set up, I think that was all immaculate. I think, like, the plot itself, like, this, like that was kind of... Mm, really campy and a little bit weird and they could have toned it down a bit i don't think they needed i also like put so much effort into that 
Like, I didn't need to see the training camp for, like, new slayers. Like, I thought that was yeah. a bit out of the world of the show. It's like, oh, yeah. it's not really the vibe. Okay. But I would say I liked all the slayers in the, like, finale. Like, I liked that there were a bunch yeah. of slayers there, like, helping to fight. Like, I feel like they also do, like, they kind of suffer from, like, the Vampire Diaries thing of, like, they introduce magic or, like, magic objects that they just kind of have to forget about because otherwise it would solve too many problems. Yeah. They're like, oh, like, why don't you bring back, like, the musical guy? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I yeah, like, yeah, that's fair. Which also could like... have been fun for the finale is, like, a little revisit down. Like, yeah, I, I like the finale or, like, sort of, like, yeah, I like when a finale, and I a lot of people don't like this, but I like when a finale does a lot of callbacks. Me too. It depends uh-huh. on the type of show, but, like, I really, when it's, like, a campy show, like, Buffy, or, like, I like an endgame when they did it, too, in, like, Marvel, when they did, yeah. like, the, the time travel thing, even though I don't like the time travel thing, I'm like, oh, time travel is stupid, I was like, oh, no, what, this is a nice excuse to go revisit shit. Yeah. I, I well, like, like when even, they use that. I'll suspend my disbelief for that. Yeah, I don't know. Even, like, when I don't, like, like love it, I still like when they do callbacks. Like, I like that the New Girl finale was just randomly yeah. a game of True American. Yeah, yeah. It's like, nice it was dumb, up. but it was, like, cute, you know? And it's, and, like, like I like kind of shows like that. That's, like, kind of what you're watching the finale for at that point, especially something so... Stupid. Yeah, you want to just, like, watch them, like, finish up, but you want to watch them, like, so, like callbacks to all the things, and, like, yeah. you want to be, like, reminded that, that you've gone on this journey with them. Yeah, I also really like that. Um, I like when it's um, like, it has to be like classy, of course, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought. Yeah, in I think. Finale, though. Oh, sorry. No. Did I cut you off? Oh. I thought in this finale, though, um, all the deaths were like really rad. Like, every time someone died, I was like, that's a pretty cool way to go, man. So, did Anya die in the finale? I forgot about that. Yeah, I know she does. Something happened, but not she gets sliced. Joss Whedon does that sometimes, and I don't like it. I thought it was fun. I yeah, wasn't invested okay. in her though. Like I, I haven't seen that much of her. That's why I just thought it was, <laughs> it was funny. I was like, whoa, she just got sliced. And like It's a good like no one's safe. This is collateral. Yeah. And then like Spike dies saving them all. And then like at the beginning, yeah, the Spike Buffy dies. chops the guy in half. I think the, what I don't like about up. Anya dying is that it kind of takes away from the Spike sacrifice. I think it would have been okay if Spike was the only main player that died. And I don't think I like that there was two main players that died. Um, I don't I like think it takes away from the, the Spike sacrifice. I feel no, it's like... still amazing, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I get like, what you mean. Um, you, sorry, you expecting to be sad about both these people. All my emotions is going towards being sad at the Spike. <laughs> I don't know if I have much else to add. Like, oh, I had like a discussion question. Do you have like a favorite character? Yes. This is, is maybe a hot take. Probably not surprising because if we're if we're on to hot takes. Oh like, yeah, is, sorry. Let's go on to hot takes. That's a discussion question. Uh, Cordelia is my favorite character, and everyone else is annoying. <laughs> At the end of the day, those are my feelings. Did everyone else have good moments? Sure. But even Giles falls into that everyone else is annoying because Cordelia for life. No one can compare. No one can compare. I love her. I love her so much. No, I think she's great. I think she's fine. Do you have a favorite character? Um, The passion in which I feel for her will burn too bright, so you need to say something. Objectively, I think I have have to say Spike because of the whole character. Redemption yeah, yeah, thing. 
If I was going to say anybody other than that, like, I, was, I, I think if I'm not going to say, like, a main character, I think I would say maybe, no, it's Spike, it's Spike, it's Spike. He was, like, not even, like, okay, like, here's the thing, redemption arc aside, he was so funny, he was such a fresh character. I love that he started off, like, ugly as fuck, and then they just somehow didn't change his appearance at all, but made him super hot. Like, um, he's, like, he's not an attractive man, but he is. <laughs> I think that I can agree that objectively Spike was probably the most well-done character. Yeah. Cordelia is still my favorite. <laughs> it's okay. You're allowed to say that. Okay, no, it may be Dawn. I like Dawn. I love I do like Dawn. Her, like, that's, that, like, episode where she's introduced. I don't know if you watched that. But like, no, I, haven't I feel seen like everyone must have done this. It's like I was going back and like, what did I miss? Like, this is just so out of nowhere. Like, yeah, she's, an exist. Yeah. she's not a person. And like, I, and then um, I just like, okay, I was like, keep watching and it's explained. Like, I was so good. That was so. I imagine also watching that, that as it aired. You're like, oh, I watched, season, like whatever. Here, yeah. Buffy, here we go. And then you're like, like what the fuck did I miss? <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, I definitely. When I saw Dawn in the show, I was like, did Buffy have a sister? What? Right? What like, the fuck? She never and had then, a like, sister. like, it was explained, but, yeah. Um, I'd, um, like, Google it. Yeah, it was really good. And, like, the is... whole, like, sister arc as well. Like, her and Buffy's relationship, I really, really liked. Those Summers gals, they're crazy. Oh, they're so cute. Okay, maybe Dawn's our favorite character. Yeah. I mean, look. Pretty fucking great. Spike's not a bad character. Spike is now. really in your wheelhouse in t- terms of picking <laughs> your favorite character. Like, I love that kind of character. When you said Spike, no part of me was surprised. <laughs> I love him so much. There could not be a, a less surprising choice for you. You yeah. love Spike type I love characters. the crackhead energy. I have. Heard, I feel like I've heard you just like casually be like, oh, we're in Spike. Spike and Buffy were the best day. <laughs> like he just loves him. I did. Um, okay, this is not a hot take. I'm realizing, but I'll say it anyway. Go for it. Uh, Angel and Buffy were like a really annoying couple, and I mostly wanted them not to be together. Yeah, me too. They're so boring. I feel like it's so much people like, oh, Jimmy Stefan, and it's like, but why the fuck? Like, I understand they're probably a little bit healthier for each other than a lot of the other couples, but like they're so boring. Like. I just, I'm sorry, I you want a producer to read this? You want a producer to sort of read this and continue them together? No, 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 no. You want them to break up so other shit can happen. Yeah, I just think unless, like, the couple that you're introducing to me in the first season is, like, out of this world amazing, I don't want them to stay together throughout the show. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just absolutely do not want that to happen. The and first, I don't want them to, like, yeah, break up and have it be season. like they're still in love with each other. I want them to break up and I want to believe that they're not going to get back together. Even yes. if they do. Yes. And I never felt that way. With It was always, yeah. Angel and Buffy will get back together eventually. And I'm like, I don't want to feel that way. When they finally broke up for good and he left, I was like, thank God. Yeah. Half of the reason I was excited, they gave him a spin-off. So I was like, oh, thank God. He's, like, actually coming back. <laughs> um, jumping off of Angel and Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um, how come they never solved the Angel can't fuck problem? You're not fuck. Well, because he can't experience a moment of true happiness or else... Oh, so he can't come. Okay, yeah, I guess. He can't come. That's so weird. That's so weird. Why don't they ever fix that? Why did they say that? That's so weird. It it makes him boring. I thought 
I thought it was Saul when he like loses his soul and then Buffy gets it back for him or something. But then when I was watching the Angel show, it seemed like he still couldn't experience pure happiness. But he can have sex, I found out, because he did. Bang. <laughs> I can have really shitty sex. I just can't really good. Because he did bang like his like <laughs> nemesis. Oh. Yeah, because he banged his like nemesis and it was good fine. For him. It was like good sex, but he wasn't truly happy because he didn't love her. Anyways, but anyways, <sighs> uh, I think they should have solved that problem because that was dumb. Okay, my next sizzling takes. Hot. Mm, spicy. Um, let's see what it was. Uh, Xander was hot, and more girls should have been into him. Uh, yeah, and then I followed so that up hot. by asking about his flirtation ship with Don. Oh, yeah, you asked that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. But follow, follow up. Am I not mad about that? Xander, yeah, Xander is definitely one of those characters that's cast as like the nerd loser, but it's like in no way would this kid be like the nerd loser at the high school. He's also like, like he's not like he's attractive, he's funny, he's like pretty outspoken and like confident like he could play that off and he's like like six feet tall and like fit like he like he's fit like i don't understand why would he not be on the football team he could easily be on the football yeah team. i mean i didn't need him to be on the football team but he was a hot guy who girls but yeah that's one of the problems he would have been like like he worked out yeah but like he would have been like i feel like one of those guys where like girls would have just been into him because his personality is fun and cool I think he could have, yeah, I think his character would have made a little bit more sense because I feel like a lot of the times it was that vibe like, oh, I'm not popular, so I'm not like a nerd and loser and girls like that. I think he could have had that vibe of like, it's like you're like the quote unquote loser, but it's more just like he's a little bit above it all. He's like, yeah, I just like don't like yeah. those jockheads, so I don't hang out with them. And like, you're cool, so I hang out with Some, you because it's my choice. And I Sometimes I like those characters better. where like they think that they're a loser because like people don't. Like, they think they're a loser for one reason, and then it's just like, no, you're. it's not that, like, people think you're a loser. It's that you constantly act like you're better than all of us, so we don't want to hang out with you. And it's like, oh, I kind of, like, yeah. when that happens, sometimes I could see that being Xander's problem. It's like, yeah, you don't think don't you're a loser. It's that you're acting like you're better than us. And, like, I think I could see that as, like, an issue. But anyways. I'm sure talking. there's an episode in, like, season one where, like, that's the arc, and he, like, is like, I'm going to join the football team, and he does, and he realizes yeah. he doesn't like it or something. So I feel like that's yeah. more his vibe than just being, like, outcast. I feel like if he was an outcast, he would have to be, like, which I also would have been totally fine with, is him being, like, a little bit more 90s stereotype nerd. Like, really scrawny, really big glasses, like, something like that. Mm. I love a scrawny, scrawny boy. Can't talk to girls at all. I don't know. But it seems like... Yeah. I just don't know how he funny. got to this point. Or, like, if they even said, like, oh, there is an incident that was really embarrassing, and now he can never be a cool kid. I don't know, maybe they did explain it, but they didn't. Uh, yeah, another hot take. Willow was annoying, and I don't really care that much about her. But I don't Willow, know that's hot. Willow was annoying. I think she was a good, like, plot character. I think she was good to have for, like, plot development. She got definitely way better as she aged. Like, I think she wasn't a better person, but I think she was a much more interesting character when they added like the witch thing and do you the think they just thing, that was made her a witch so that they like she could have to had to want her in the show still yeah i think definitely i think they definitely makes like had to make choices to like improve the character because she was 
yeah. not going to survive. Xander could stay in the show normal forever and everyone was fine with it. Willow. Yeah. Willow. Okay. Well, I think because she's, like, so shy and, like, very naive and she comes across as very young in season one that, like, they really needed to do stuff to force her to grow up. Yeah. I'll say this, and I, I know this will be controversial. And what is it? agree with me. Um, and it's not necessarily specifically Buffy related, but I liked the show Angel more than I liked the show Buffy, and almost one hundred percent. Oh, 100%, that is very controversial. <laughs> almost one hundred percent. That is because Angel plays more of the like self-absorbed, funny, moody Angel character, and I just thought it was really funny. And like him and Cordelia mm. have to like form a a friendship slash more on the show that's like just so ridiculous that it's like really fun to watch okay no i could see that being like really right up your alley i think so the first season and the last season of it agree but i accept that that you think that because i think that that's very yeah i don't think anyone would would agree but i like the spinoff i like season one two and four but not season three oh but i was gonna say um so the only season of angel that's not that's like past when spike dies in season Four, so then you'd have to just watch season four. So. I think I literally Googled the episode he showed up and watched it. Oh. And it was, I was funny. Like, oh, this He's really just takes a ghost. Away from his death. <laughs> yeah, I didn't love, like, I didn't love that. I had to, like, sort of pretend, like, what happened with Spike in the Buffy finale didn't. Like, this is just him from, like, before. Yeah, they could have just done it that way. Like, this, I don't know. Yeah. I also like, didn't like that. I heard a rumor that um, the reason Charisma Carpenter, who plays Cordelia, wasn't in the fourth season was because. They chose to pay like the money to have Spike in it instead. Oh, oh, that's stupid. She was like a main character. Um, yeah, like they wrote her off in a way that was fine, but it was kind of like because also the show and like this isn't an angel show podcast episode, but I guess I'll explain it. The show kind of built up this relationship between Angel and Cordelia that was like really unfinished. Okay. Um, and so. It was just interesting to kill her off. Uh, okay, fair. To do that. But I heard that's just a rumor. That's really weird. That's true. But yeah, I was upset about not. that. Maybe she didn't want to do the show. Um, but yeah, so my hot take is that season one, two, and four of Angel are better than Buffy. But I think most people would Could disagree. Be. In fact, just I'd be hard pressed to find one person who would agree with me on The that. entire show of Angel is not better than the scene where Spike and Buffy fucking has. <laughs> At the end of the musical <laughs> episode, mind you. That's Dude. better than all of like. <laughs> okay, it's not fair when you play games like that. <laughs> um, Buffy is also very Scooby Doo esque, which I like. Yeah, oh, that's like, what Angel, I wanted Angel more. Just like, as a private detective in the show, and that's kind of fun. Oh, but he deals with like supernatural things, so, like it's oh, once a week. I miss the procedural like thing of the week show. Yeah, I mean, I still so watch much. a lot of procedural shows. Old ones though. Um. I watch I like so many procedural mysteries and stuff. That's fair. I love them. I absolutely adore them. I'm obsessed. Yeah, with they're way better. Shit. I miss them. I but didn't like them like... as a kid. When I was a kid, I was like so excited for the Netflix shit where I was like, oh fuck, like, it's all yeah. overarching plot. It's all a plot. But now I'm like, no, 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 no. This is too much. I love just having random episodes. I like like. There's no more thrill. There's no more anticipation. There's no I more like overarching. Like, I like overarching like romance plots and friendship plots. Yes. And then I want, like, the plot of the show to be, like, cop show plot where it's, like, this yeah. is the mystery this week, and next week there'll be a new one, and then, like, yeah, there might be some, like, romance and friendship yeah. like, problems going on. But, like, and I like 
that's the default. To yeah, the and I'm okay. I like as well when like there's like a big bad at the end that it has been set up a little bit. Yeah, but I don't. Want yeah, maybe to see, they're like little. I don't want it to just be that long are like, days. oh, this is the, you know, I like maybe like, I like when it's sort of like they kill a monster and the monster like says like something that might be leading to like the big bad and then you find out in the last yes. three episodes what all of that meant. Yeah, exactly. But, like, it or, like they like, solve mystery, like they solve yeah. like loose threads kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, I love that. That's so good. I miss that. Uh, that's, I mean, that's all I see like hot takes, right? Yeah. Well, it's a happy Halloween for everybody. Um, hope yeah. your hot takes didn't spook you. Hope you were yeah. treated to a nice walk down memory lane of Awesome sex scenes between Buffy and Spike Buffy and, and etc. And Giles and Buffy's mom. Never forget. Hashtag. Never forget. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> never forget Giles. And Mrs. Slayer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spooktober, baby. Yeah, have a spooky Halloween. Yeah, enjoy Wear this Halloween special. What? Wear leather if you can and drink some red yeah. wine or blood. Yeah, or blood. Actually, but like, not. don't kill anyone for the blood, okay? Yeah, like, drink maybe, like, if you want to get real weird, drink, like, a consenting adult's blood. But, um, yeah. Otherwise, hey, don't preferably just, like, your own blood or red wine. Yeah. Drink, this like, a thick glass of warm red wine. That'll yeah. do the trick. Maybe add some, like, cream to make a thick, like, <laughs> Okay. Oh, so. I'm really giving bad advice now. Um, thanks for listening. Um, Go watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. Yeah. Apparently. If you haven't seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, I don't know why you listen. Don't to watch them, Vampire but, Diaries. Um, you should go watch them. Watch them. Yeah. There's actually. Yeah. Never mind. Don't watch either of these shows. Uh, watch Vampire Diaries. You'll no. <laughs> stop it. Stop <laughs> All right. Stop. Stop the cameras quick. Okay. Um. Okay, happy Halloween.